Welcome to Real Financial Planning, broadcast on WKXL and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matt Robeson, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Morton of Morton Financial Advice and the host of Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. Mike, welcome back. Hey, Matt. It's always great to be here. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you, and we are nothing if not with the trends out there in the world. We are we are totally hip. We're so hip, we can't walk. Because you know what's really big these days? Reboots. And what we're going to do today <laughs> is a reboot. I know you have talked on your podcast before about the topic of donor-advised funds. But here's the good news. We're about to do it better. We're rebooting this with an updated modern cast. There's a twist. I think M. Night Shyamalan's involved. It's going to be great. I know. All of his movies have been <laughs> terrible since the sixth sense. I don't care. The point is, we're talking about donor-advised funds. And I understand this is actually a really interesting topic, even if you have no idea what this is, or if you think it probably doesn't apply to you. Maybe it does. So what are donor-advised <laughs> funds? Yeah, donor-advised funds come up this time of year. Here we are at the very end of the year. So very timely topic. I was just talking with a client this morning about opening a donor advised fund. And he is, we think he's about to retire. So they're in their last couple years of working, he and his wife, and they have oversaved, Matt. They're one of these lucky couples. And I do have quite a few of these clients that are just great savers and they've done a tremendous job saving for retirement. So they have quite a large portfolio ready to support, you know, their retirement, everything that they want to do and lots of flexibility for doing things. So they love to give to charities and they do maybe $10,000 a year that they will give out to charities. And a donor advised fund, what we were talking about is an account that you own. And just like your IRA or your brokerage or your checking and savings, it's in your name. And you can put money into this account. And when you do, it's as if you gave it to charity from an IRS perspective. So from a tax perspective, it's as if you've given money directly to the charity. And so you get to take it off your taxes. We'll talk all about that. But then it's still your account. You still kind of own it and manage it. And over time, the money does have to go to charities, but you can decide how to do that over time. So back to my client, he's got uh, his last couple years uh, before retirement. They're making, geez, they're doing really well, had a long career, maybe 500000 of income this year. Wow. And if he does about 10000 a year in charitable giving, I was encouraging him, you know, like I said, he overspent. Maybe he could do some more, feel really great about that. So I was encouraging him to put into the donor advised fund fifty dollars to $100,000 this year. So from his $500,000 of income, if he puts in $100,000, he'll get to deduct 100000 and pay taxes on just 400000 of income saving probably $30,000 of taxes. Wow. Okay. So you put in 100,000, you save 30,000, the charities will still get 100,000. So really you've given away quote unquote 70,000 that would have been your money. Okay? Cuz you're saving in taxes, but the charity gets 100,000. You put it to 100,000 in the donor advised fund this year in 2021. Then over the next 4 or 5 years, he could give out $20,000 a year from the donor advised funds to the charities. So really upping his, his yearly contribution to charities. He saves massively on taxes this year. So it's kind of a win all the way around. Got it. Wow. There's so much to unpack in all of this. First of all, I love the idea of being such an oversaver that you have options as you approach retirement. For one thing, this is, and I'm, I'm very serious about this. This is how you create intergenerational wealth, which is really important. It gives you the opportunity 
to let your kids completely dissipate all of your hard work later in their <laughs> life. So you may have applied yourself to business or, you know, doing something in manufacturing, you know, real work that involves getting calluses on your brain or your hands, and they can go to college for, you know, creative writing or something and totally waste <laughs> all the resources that you've built up in life. Or Isn't or, that why we have kids? That's I, just what I, it's Pretty for. much, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's one option. The other option is you could do what your client is doing. You can have an awesome retirement. You can give appropriate amounts of intergenerational wealth to, to help your kids and your grandkids. And you can do awesome things like, turn your lifetime of hard work into a lot of good in the world, which, you know, look, you're mentioning the holiday season. All the Christmas Carol versions are on TV right now. <laughs> this is the lesson, right, is turn right. your hard work into charitable giving. Don't be Ebenezer Scrooge. So first thing to, to unpack besides my little rant there is, wait a second, are you saying that you get to create your own charity? Like you get to create your own fund that's basically a charity. You give to this. It's like, I've just given to Matt Robeson Charitable Enterprises and they get to then Charitable give out. Enterprises. Charitable that's Enterprises. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a charity. No, that's – you know what, Matt? That's exactly what it is. So it, rather than having to set up your own private foundation and go through a lot of paperwork and stuff, it's literally that same idea. It's your own charitable fund. And the money does have to end up, you know, in a, in a 503 – 5013C, you know, a charity, organization. But in the meantime, it's an account that you own and you can manage – the money within that that account so it is your own donor advised fund and you do name it matt so you could be the charitable enterprises amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna be the matt robeson center for kids who don't read good and want to learn to do other things good i'm pretty sure that's untaken <laughs> and that's going to be all my so why is this this is like when my kids are like doing something totally bonkers i'll sometimes just say to them why is what you're doing good just start there. Like, why is this good? So why is this good? Why is this a better option than just giving to charity right off the bat or, yeah. I don't know, doing something else with your money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is better, you know, to give straight to charity because the, the, that organization has the money right away and can start doing good with it right away. So that's that's fantastic. The reason this is good is really, from, in my opinion, is from a tax perspective. So anytime that, again, go back to scenario my clients, they're about to retire. So though they have 500000 of income this year, that's about to go to zero, say, in the next couple of years. So they'd rather give lots of money away now, save that 30% on their taxes, and then have the money to dole out over time. And that's really one of the tax strategies for this account. But that's really, for me, that's the big reason, rather than having to go through and set up your own private foundation and go through a bunch of loops and stuff, who, you know, jump through stuff, you can just do this right away. And, the other, and there's all kinds of ways that might make sense for you. You've got a big bonus this year. Your company mm. got bought. You had an IPO and you're selling stuff. Like, there's all kinds of situations where you have a really high income year. And so this is a strategy that you can use. You can use this type of account for really saving on taxes. Actually, I kind of like the way you're putting it. I mean, first of all, it invokes the advice that you've given on this show many times before, which is, you know, try not to pay taxes when your tax rate is highest, you know, when your income is highest, because you're just paying more. And look, I'm actually not one of these people who's like against taxes in all ways. I believe in 
you know, society. It's brought us a lot of good things like, you know, protection from wolves and whatnot. I mean, I like the fact <laughs> Don't see that, as many wolves these days. Well, that's because we have a society, man. That's because, you know, we invest Tax dollars, hard at together, work. Like, yeah, like roads, you know, I, I know where we're going. We don't need roads. Like, I kind of believe in all that stuff. So I'm not like, I don't think like taxes are evil. But what I like is that what you're saying is essentially it's just kind of a waste you know, there's a lot of good you can do with your money in the world, and you get some control of this, and what you're really getting is some leverage. So it's saving on your taxes, but it's also about leveraging more. I mean, another way of using the example of your clients is, you know, they're going to give 100000 this year to a donor-advised fund, and they're only going to, because they're going to save 30000 on their taxes— it's only a $70,000 hit to them. But the key part of the sentence is that the charities still get the 100000 yeah. So you're basically magnifying the impact of your charitable giving. Another way of saying it is, well, you know, my total budget to give is 100000 So you could actually give more than that. And because of the tax savings, it will dial back down. Yep. The net impact to you will be 100000 yep. So you're basically just magnifying the impact of what you can do. Yeah. And I also like these accounts for another different reason, which is when I have conversations with clients, I can encourage them to, you know, go a little bit higher than they may otherwise be comfortable. Okay. I mean, I've seen their plan. I know they're in good shape. And so I can encourage them um, to think through and say, wow, what is really important to you? And can you maximize that? And I just like it. It's like automatic savings at the other end. If you're young, hey, just put all, you know, maximize your 401k. You never see the money. You never think about it. And it's gone. So I kind of feel the same way with these donor advised funds. Like, okay, I'm going to give away 10000 or 50000 or 100000 It's like, that's hard. But once you've given it away into the donor advised fund, you're like, great, where's it going? Like, and then I see people using it way faster <laughs> than they were expecting to and then re-upping it or whatever. So it's, it's really great from that perspective as well, from a mental. You can do that. You can turn the spigot on next year and refill and et cetera. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can do it anytime. So let's get back to some of the mechanics of the donor advised fund. I told you just open it up. So say you have your, your brokerage account at one of the big firms, Fidelity or TD or Schwab or wherever. They all have these donor advised funds. You just log in and you'll click open donor advised fund. And a few clicks later, boom, you got this new account, you know, with its own number and stuff. Then what you want to do is you can, you can put money in there. Like we just said, you could just transfer $10,000 of your cash, you know, over to the donor advised fund. And then therefore you have given away, you know, $10,000 for that year in terms of the IRS's eyes. Okay. In terms of tax planning, but better than just giving away cash, let's give away appreciated stock. Okay. So you bought Amazon stock uh, 10 years ago. Congratulations. I hope you held on to it the whole time. That's, that's awesome. And it's worth a little bit more now. So if you go ahead and sell the, those couple of shares of Amazon, you're going to have to pay capital gains tax. So you're going to, you're going to sell $10,000 worth of shares to donate $10,000. Well, you're going to pay 15% of that $10,000. So you're going to pay $1,500. So you really only get to give away $8,500. But if you give away the, two, the couple of shares of Amazon stock into your donor advised fund, you log into your brokerage, you, they have easy drop downs, trust me, <laughs> that you just say, oh, I'm going to do these shares. They even tell you, here's your most appreciated shares, which ones do you want to donate? 
you click $10,000 worth of Amazon stock. All 10,000 goes in the donor advised fund. You don't sell it, so you don't have to pay $1,500 of taxes. Wow. It's, you know what this feels like? It feels like the federal government and the IRS have written a set of rules to allow you to do money laundering. That's really what it feels like. <laughs> oh, do good like, with your money, Matt. <laughs> I know, I know it's doing good with your money, but it, it really does feel like when you say yeah. like you can click the button, it's like magically the taxes evaporate. And I know that I agree. The way to think about this is, look, you know, you can give more to charity. That's really what this is about. But you also get these financial benefits for you. So whichever way is more comfortable to think about it, it does sound pretty cool. So you were starting to rattle off. Now, at the top of the show, you were saying you have literally today this client who's in this situation where this is right for them. And you very quickly hit on a few other situations where this might make a lot of sense. Want to just dig into that for a second? Like, just to catch people's ear, when might this make super duper sense for you? Yeah, that's a good question. This is going to make super duper sense. You definitely want to explore it when you're charitably minded, (laughs) when this is part of your your plan. (laughs) <laughs> when you when you like to support organizations you believe in, okay? And when you have a high income year, significantly higher income year than your normal average year, or your income is about to change, i.e. retirement or taking a year off work or something like that. So those two things. So charitably minded, love supporting organizations, my church, my nonprofits, whatever it is. And you have a significantly higher income in uh, one one year, this year versus other years. Got it. Now, there, there is one other scenario that I don't want to get into today because I know we're going to run out of time. I still have some, some points I want to get to. I mentioned this in a previous one. We said we we're going to do an episode on the bunching strategy. Okay. That comes into play with the donor advised fund. And that oh, applies to just the people that are charitably minded. Don't have to have super high income year. But people that are charitably minded that give away money every year, $5,000, $8,000 a year, you know, even on that order, donor advised bunching strategy will be a good one for you. And I don't want to explain it today. We're going to do an episode on it. But if that, you know, hits you in the right way, just do a Google search, bunching strategy, donor advised fund, you'll find it. And it's a really good one. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. And I do want to save most of this discussion for the episode on bunching. But I, I do think it's just just a, a preview thought on that, which is this actually comes up for people who are charitably minded, especially when nowadays we get bombarded by emails, solicitations, texts, all kinds of stuff. There's so many needs in the world. And look, if you live, especially in a big city, like I grew up in New York City, and it was always hard for me to decide what do I do with people who are asking for money on the street? It really bothers me. It's it's kind of my number one charitable issue that bothers me the most that I want to do something that has an impact. One thing that that advisors say and they recommend is set aside a plan, make a budget. And look, if that involves handing money to people on the street, great, that do it. But if you want to have a plan that's going to take care of your desire to help people in, in those kinds of situations, do it as part of a planned charitable giving program. And it sounds like a donor advised fund falls right into that rubric. But let's put that in the parking lot for a whole other episode on bunching because I, I think that's a great conversation to have. I know we've only got a few minutes left, so I do want you to be able to hit those other points that you wanted to bring in to the donor advised fund discussion. Yep. So having a plan, you know, just to bounce off that, having a plan 
is critical to everything that I do with my clients is planning. And so, and again, getting back to, hey, the 401k, when you just save and the money's out of sight, out of mind, and you know you're setting aside towards your goals, it feels great. Same with charitable giving. If you want to do 25 bucks a month, you know, and feel great about that. Cool. You know, that's the plan. And so having a plan is just really critical for the mental aspect of financial planning. So on the donor advised fund, just a couple of nuts and bolts. We talked about opening the account, super easy. Donated appreciated stock is often a great way of going. Again, saving that 15, even 20% on not paying capital gains. What happens there? So you go in, you say, I'm going to donate these a few shares of Amazon stock over to my donor advised fund. It's literally a couple of clicks. It, they will go into the donor advised fund. You'll see them there, but they'll sell them. Okay. So in the donor advised funds, you don't own kind of individual stocks and funds and things. They're commingled pools of money. All right. That's just a fancy way of saying that you can choose the mix of stocks and bonds within your donor advised fund. I told you it's your account. It's got your, a number. It's got your name on it. You named it Matt Robeson's Enterprising Charitable Giving. And so you can choose, I want to be super aggressive. I'll go 100% in the stock market. Or I can go super conservative, 100% just cash. Or anywhere in between. All right. So you can decide the mix of the portfolio within that account. And you want to do that with an eye towards when you're going to use the money, just like everything else we talk about on this show. If you're going to spend the money, you know, if you're going to give it to charity 10 years plus from now, you can be more aggressive. If you're giving it out next year, you want to be more conservative. Okay. But you can decide. And then what happens is the money sits there. Your $10,000 now is sitting there invested. And over time, whenever you want, you can log in and give some money away. All right. And the way you do that is by doing a grant recommendation within the interface. You say, yeah, my local church or this big nonprofit or whatever it is, I'd like to give them $1,500, a couple of form things you fill out, click the button. And usually 24 to 48 hours later, they'll say, great, we've sent a check. And do you have to do that as a one-time thing? Because so many charities nowadays, speaking of planning, <laughs> like to have recurring donations that come monthly for their own planning. So they know what their cash <laughs> yeah, flow is yeah. going to be. Is that something you can set up with donor advised funds? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can put in recurring monthly or yearly, the amount, all kinds of stuff. Yep, you can do that as well. And super easy to set up. And I would say this before doing the donor advised fund, I always recommend if there are specific charities that you like to support, go ahead and make sure they're on the list. I mean, I'm sure they will be, but I wouldn't want you to be in a situation where because the donor advised fund, they only only quote unquote support thousands of nonprofits and charities that are in their database. And so just make sure that whatever, if you have a specific one, just make sure that that's going to be on the list. Any other points that people should be aware of before they dive in? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, you know, fairly straightforward. It's a new account, donate stuff, appreciated stock, and then you get to take it, whatever you donate into the donor advised fund comes off your taxes. Now, in taxes, and again, this will be in the bunching strategy episode, taxes are a whole other situation. And investing is opinion, but taxes are fact, and they are complicated. And so you may or may not be getting a deduction for your charitable giving. I'm just throwing that out there. If you take the standard deduction, then this the charitable giving is not coming off your taxes. And that's right. where plug for the bunching strategy is going to come into play. Very important. I hope people will check out that episode when it comes out and continue to listen to us here on WKXL. I'm Matt Robeson with Mike Morton. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. 
you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.